You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Lucifer, we probably shouldn't be starting out with this one. I think it's the best way to start your meal. <laughs> start your meal. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, there's this video on YouTube that's currently viral. It's got 5.7 million views called Monster Energy Drinks Are the Work of Satan. Yeah, many of you have probably already heard about this, but if not, you really need to get YouTube. It's pretty interesting to watch, I'm not going to lie. So, this woman, and from what I've seen, no one knows what her name is, is at what they believe to be a Christian event, and is explaining with charts how monster energy drink is the work of Satan. And I'm not going to lie, her, her argument is it completely awful? No, I mean, like, I'm, I don't believe in any set religion or anything, but that, you know, if you were, if you were to talk about it, it makes sense. She has a very compelling argument. Yeah, she's good. She's, she's got charisma. <laughs> she can talk. Here's her argument. Um, first of all, she claims that the M on the logo uh, could resemble the three instances of the, uh, I believe it's the, the Hebrew numeral for six. So, because there's three of them, you know, 666, which of course stands for Satan. Which, which really, actually, I remember somebody had the argument of it's individual sixes, which that's not the real number of Satan, it's 666, so it's... Yeah, they, she's not taking into account that Hebrew numbers and, like, English numbers are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, Japanese, just because it looks like 666, it doesn't mean 666, Yeah. Um, her other argument is Unleash the Beast. That is the Monster Energy, um, like, slogan, if you've never heard it before. Um, and sh- her point is that the Beast, um, is a- often a reference in the Book of Revelations, um, in reference to Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, her other thing, and I don't, I don't really understand this, she says that, um, you know, this is not a Christian company, so why is there a cross on the can? According to her, the little O, you know, on the monster can, has a little cross in it. And she says if you flip the can upside down, then it looks like, you know, the upside down cross. And it, which is, yeah. you know, it's well associated with Satan and, um, you know, mm-hmm. anti-Christians. And anti-Christians. Um, which actually, I don't know if people know this or not, an upside-down cross isn't really negative. It's based off of, there was a saint or somebody that was crucified, I think, and he didn't want to be crucified. He didn't feel like he was good enough to be crucified the same way as Jesus, so he they crucified him upside-down. That's really interesting. I didn't and, yeah, and that's, well, that's what I was told. I did some research. I can't remember. But anyway, that's really interesting because a lot of people associate that with Satan. Yeah, but it's really Satanism. <laughs> yeah, and it's really not anything to do with it. Um, a couple of her arguments are that, and this is just really funny, they can, apparently, says, um, says the F word, it says, Again, and apparently it says the word MILF on the back, like, you know, enjoyed by MILFs or sponsored by MILFs. And so she's like, this is clearly not a Christian company. <laughs> I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch to assume because it's not a Christian company. I mean, there's not... So MILFs aren't Christian? <laughs> like, I think she's saying because they have the nerve to put MILF on the box. I guess. But, um, yeah, I guess... <laughs> 
she she's going to believe she has a couple points but her biggest point and she says this is god can use merchandising so why can't Satan, you know, Christians, they wear their shirts, they have social media. So her point is, why couldn't Satan have a different monster? And really, and if, if Satan was real, I think he would be doing all sorts of advertising and merchandising. Really, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to get a mass group of people, hop them up on energy. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen this video, you should definitely check it out and raise it up past 5.7 million. Give it to, like, 666-something. Six, six, six oh, right, that would be six, great. 666 six, six million views. 666 million views. And that's 666 six, six million views. 666 <laughs> million views, for those of you who can't count Hebrew. <laughs> um, you know, go check it out. It's, uh, Monster Energy Drinks are the work of Satan at YouTube. At YouTube. At YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so our next topic is the beheading, the, uh, what we're calling the Salem Witch Trials Part 2. <laughs> and it's not really that relatable to the Salem Witch Trials. It was just clever. It was just a cool title. Basically one person died. <laughs> yeah. No, so, some guess. psycho-Christian, which some people believe there are no such things, um, you know, killed a wicked. It's a really weird story. Basically, um... A devout practitioner of Christian faith, according to the Daily Mail reports, um, named Marin, learned that Jacob Crockett, his roommate, I believe they're college roommates, mm-hmm. um, had been practicing witchcraft. He, you know, kind of attacked him with a machete. <laughs> so Marin and Crockett and um, Marin's brother were playing cards. Which is weird that they were enjoying, you know, they're just sitting around playing a game. And they're just playing a game. When the Christian extremist, as, <laughs> as this article under- He might have not been before, but he is now. <laughs> the Christian extremist took a large black sword from its sheath. I don't know why he just had that, first of all. Yeah. And he began swinging it around. And he said something like, oh, I've never cut you, bro. But something that wasn't like that. to the Christian. That was to his brother. Because his brother was like, what are you doing? Um, his brother was like, he was like, I won't cut you, bro. Yeah, exactly. you're my brother. Like, and that's, that, that is when Crockett should have known your brother. It's like, but you, Mr. Wickham. So literally after saying, I would not cut you, bro. Literally moments later, he... He, he, the brother heard the stabbing noise. Yeah, I guess they went in a separate room. Somebody left. Yeah, I guess he went, he, or maybe he just wasn't paying attention, but he heard the stabbing sound. He saw blood going everywhere. So they must have been in the same room. And um, Crockett's head was found mostly severed. That's the fun part. Uh, yes. Mostly severed. It's like um, nearly headless Nick right? from Harry Potter. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's just being this yeah. Oh, that's not sad. So yeah. from his, his head is barely hanging from his body. And, along with this, not only did he barely behead him, or mostly behead him, but he stabbed him multiple times. Yeah, I don't... Just like the people that stabbed... Behead him was not enough. <laughs> That's like the people that stab people, like, a hundred times. You don't need to stab somebody that many times. You know it's a murder of crazy passion when you stab them. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? Just kill them, get it over with. You know, <laughs> God. So, um, uh, I guess, you know... Marin and Crockett had been kind of, you know, enemies. They've been acting weird around each other because Marin viewed his. What the hell? Sorry, music just randomly started to play. Uh, yes. Okay. So the the two had been kind of at odds for a while because 
um, Marin realized that his roommate was practicing witchcraft, which he said was a huge violation of his Christian beliefs and his Christian, you know, his ideals. Um, these are all court records. These are things he said um, that is on file. And I think that, you know, if colleges might need to consider checking people's religious beliefs before removing them together. You know, some colleges actually have this weird filter system. It's, it's actually a really super creepy system that when you fill out your form, they put you, they're supposed to put you with like, like-minded people and yeah. habitual, pe- habitual people. Habitual. You know, some colleges might not have that. Yeah, I mean, I, and I know, and it's also a good experience for you to get, get, to know people that aren't the same beliefs as you, but some people can't handle it. Here's the funny thing, though. This is, you know, I've always said that you can't blame, you can't blame something like a religion, because in my opinion, crazy people will be crazy people. Yeah, it doesn't matter what religion you are. This backs it up. (laughs) This this very, very backs it up. The devout, and you can't say my Catholic here, but the devout quote, the quotes, (laughs) the Christian was described by one student at Northwest Oklahoma College as a heavy drug user and a religious zealot. So the, um, we said that the playing cards and the random killing thing was kind of weird and off, but it was discovered that Marin, right, like, in mere hours before doing this, had been watching YouTube videos related to Christian beliefs in the Book of Matthew. Yeah, so I probably just got super pissed. Or he was just, like, being, who knows what, you know, what was going on in his head. It might have been watching some of those, like, Videos where people are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, any of these Wiccans, they need to die. And then the were like, hell yeah, I got a machete. <laughs> I can do this now. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, at least, the, here's the one good thing. Um, after attacking his roommate, Marin, him. He, he ran away, and this is what's terrifying, he ran down the street with a blood-dripping machete making a trail of blood all the way down the road. I just wonder if the blood would really go that far. Like, how long did he walk? I want to know how much blood. <laughs> but I really don't think it would drip that long, but that's just my theory. They said they found a path of blood leading to him and the weapons. It was all over his hands. Um, but he, when he got to the parking lot, he called the police. He said, I murdered someone, um, I hacked, this is, these are quotes, these are court record quotes, I murdered someone, I hacked them to death with a machete. Uh, afterwards, Marion began rambling about sacrificing and magic, um, this is all from the, the Daily Mail articles and, um, and court reports. He, he was apparently losing his mind. <laughs> he was just a very mentally unstable person. It doesn't matter what religion he is, he's just very mentally unstable. We have to give him, you know, props, though, for making this super easy for the police. Yeah. He had a witness. He kept the weapon. He called and admitted to the crime. Yep. So you know he has to be super nuts, because no one in their right mind would have done that. Well, I mean, you know, if he's a true Christian, he has to... Right. You know, right. (laughs) You know, it's not good to love. Okay, so moving on to our third topic, and when I first looked into this topic, I thought this was super stupid. But yeah, no, she didn't I, like my idea. I No, I thought it was stupid and we should talk about it. <laughs> I think it's kind of nifty. I, I still think it's stupid. <laughs> um, it is a, it has a, they, they have good intentions. They stuff. do, and I'm impressed with the amount of interest they've gained. So, um, we'll be talking about the no phone. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, the no phone. 
Um, the new phone was created by Van Gold, Ingmar Larson, and Ben Land. I apologize if you guys hear this. I have no idea how to say your names. I looked them up at least. <laughs> I doubt those people will never hear this podcast. Never but... know. <laughs> never know. Never know. So to cover my butt, I apologize. Sorry. Names are kind of hard for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so they came up with this concept. Um, you know, they were out being social. Mm-hmm. And they realized that to them, being social meant staring at their phones and ignoring each other. That or being around people that you're being sociable with, and then they're on their phone 24-7 and ignoring your conversation. It's a really common thing. It's become kind of the norm. It's rude. It is rude. And you know <laughs> it's what? It, it's kind of it's weird. So they noticed this. They noticed this was going on, and they came up with a neat idea. Because the fact is, phone addiction is a real thing. As we say this, I'm on the phone, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So they realized that that was a problem, phone addiction is a real thing. So originally it started out as satire. They created the no, well, they created the Kickstarter for the no phone. Mm -hmm. And it was to raise money. Um, Their goal was $5,000. Why were they, okay, I didn't look into this. Why were they trying to raise money for this? Because they had an actual model. And they wanted, is the the money was to go to make them and send them out to people. mm -hmm. Okay. What they wanted to do was create what, you know, something that was shaped a lot like the normal smartphone. Mm-hmm. had the normal weight of a smartphone. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my phone keeps going off. I didn't do it. And um, so that people, it's kind of like smokers who eat suckers or chew on, you know, toothpicks. They wanted to give them that feeling that the phone was still there, but not actually on it. So mm-hmm. people, um, people, you know, sleeping with the phone, keeping it in their pocket, they just felt like their life was still normal, but they could kind of detach themselves with the phone. But keep in mind, this kind of started as satire. <laughs> um, but then an actual interest exploded. They, okay, keep in mind, their goal was $5,000. They have raised $18,000 for their Kickstarter. That's over double. I can do math. Yay! Yay! <laughs> So basically, it's a black brick of plastic shaped like a smartphone and made to weigh like a smartphone. Here's the funny thing. What's funny, Candace? They've even, continuing with their satire, they've added the selfie feature, which is literally a mirror you stick on your brick of plastic. (laughs) You stick on your brick of plastic. That sounds funny. Does it have filters? Can you, like, put filters on the, on the mirror to where it's, like... There was. I think there was a filter. That would be funny. But I don't remember. But it's, like, basically, they have this, like, little campaign saying, you know, for those of you who like take selfies, they have the new selfie feature. It's a mirror. You can take them, like, you know, like, live moment selfies you can share with your friends by showing them the mirror. <laughs> they should have... The, the, the mirror, and then actually have a little red button on it, where at least you can feel like you're pressing the button for right. a selfie. <laughs> it would make you feel, you know, like it's legit. Yeah, I feel like that's where they're going back. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a little much. Um, so yeah, when, when I first looked at this, and we first talked about it, I was like, this is really stupid. Why didn't they just go to Walmart and buy baby toys? Because that's pretty yeah. much what they're making, plastic fake phones. Yeah, actually. But now that I know that they're spending money to actually make it feel like a phone and weigh like a phone. I still don't know how I feel about that. It's still a little stupid. 
Like, I don't know. Are they really going to be using this money for that? I feel like they're just... they've already started sending people. Because, you know, you know, like, uh, the Kickstarter. How much does that cost, though, to make one of those? I don't know. We should have looked into that. You remember how with Kickstarter, for each amount you get, like, it says, okay, this is what you get for the amount you donate. For just the lowest amount of donation, you got one of the phones. Yeah. So pretty much what they were doing, they weren't selling them. Yeah. The donation. It was just more like supporting. It was almost like free. It was pretty yeah. much free. So so in a way, I feel like this thing that was a silly satire became, you know, something that might actually help people. I just hope that these creators aren't like, hey, these phones cost like 50 cents to make. Let's use all this money for other things. Me too. <laughs> Me too. You know, um... I thought it was neat. I want to know how these people became friends because when I was researching it, it said that some of them live in like New York and some of them in Canada, and they came together on the Well, project. you know, that's not far away from each other. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Were they like, what, are, what were their jobs? Did they have like a career in anything cool? I didn't see anything, at least not that I remember. Just random people like, hey, yeah. let's make a no phone. Yeah, they, when it, like I said, it all occurred one night when they were chilling and they realized they were all glued to their phones and that was just not cool to them. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they have stopped. I wonder if they carry around no phones. Probably. Alright, we are on to our final topic. Yay, we're done. Bye. <laughs> so I call this the MOFing hoverboards. Have fun figuring out what I meant by that. Can I say it? No. Aww. Let them figure it out. I just want to say it. I like that word. I like being cryptic. Anyways, um, Elaine has informed me. What? Today, actually. What did I do? Oh, yeah, I brought this topic to the table. <laughs> that, believe it or not, the world's first hoverboard has been invented. That's some cool shit, yo. Marty McFly will be so happy that now in 2014, we have finally made it to the future. You know, I really thought we already had hoverboards. We had, like, like kids in my school made one once with, like, like a board and a, um, a leaf blower. <laughs> this is, like, the first... That's so ghetto. <laughs> This is the first, I believe, marketed hoverboard, and it's just so cool who the first person to ride the first hoverboard yeah, is. Yeah, we're going to give you, like, five seconds. Take a guess. Take a guess. It's motherfucking Tony Hawk! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd. I shouldn't care. Tony Hawk, you know, has kind of moved on his life, but that's a neat person. I mean, that's really cool, and he probably feels badass. He's like... From what I've seen, he oh look he's spinning. <laughs> he he he's pretty psyched. The fact that he, you know, I wonder if they kept him like a hoverboard. Like here, you rode the first hoverboard. You get to keep it. There's a tweet from him that says, "I rode a all caps real hoverboard yesterday thanks to at Hindo Hover. If you don't believe me, it's your loss. Most 360s ever." <laughs> he must have been so psyched. Yeah, he was probably like a little kid. Like, <laughs> He must have been so happy. That's his dream. Yeah. Um, back to the Kickstarter campaign thing. Um, Hendo Hoverboard launched one last month, and more than $450,000 have been raised so far. Damn. I wonder how much money it's cost to make, actually. Probably a lot, but you know, that's pretty awesome, considering their goal was $250,000. They doubled. Yeah. They doubled their goal. I wonder if that's how much it costs to make one. You know, it might, well, you got to consider, you know, you have all these other costs making it, but then the people that work on it, yeah. and then all the material, all the, you know, trial and error they're going to pay for, mm-hmm. and the marketing, so you never know with these things, but it's still impressive because that means people are behind this idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who wouldn't be behind that idea, right? 
the future. So according to uh, the HuffPost sports page, last month Silicon Valley startup ArxPax claimed it had invented the world's first hoverboard, dubbed the Hindu. Hindu, 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 Hindu. Why is it so hard to say? Because it sounds like Hindu. I think because it sounds like Hindu. With the help of four hover engines located at the bottom of the board, the machine apparently works by producing a magnetic field over a conductive surface like aluminum or copper. No offense, tough post, but you shouldn't be saying apparently in your articles about that. Yeah, apparently. Moving on. What? The futuristic machine hovers about an inch above the ground and can travel at 15 so, miles per hour. Wait, it has to be over metal surfaces? Is that what you said? Um, let's see. The machine apparently works by producing a magnetic field over a conductive surface like aluminum or copper. So basically, as long as the ground is conductive. Okay. Um, so they could, like how they build special skate parks, and that's kind of what it looks like they've done, they could create special hoverboards. I'd like parks. them to make one without that having to be... Yeah, and I'm sure they're working on that, but we should, I guess we should be happy with what we get with science. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of disappointed now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, I can't do it just anywhere. I have to use this on, like, a hoverboard-approved floor. Back in March, the skateboard legend, Tony Hawk, was involved in an elaborate hoverboard hoax orchestrated by comedy website Funny or Die. But his Hindu stunt appears to be totally real. Maybe that's why they picked him. Maybe. And because he's, like, the most well-known skateboard person. According to Carney, Hindu hoverboard co-creator Greg Henderson recently told Hawk that he could help raise awareness about the machine's technology. It can't be me. It can't be me. It can't be me. Hawk initially responded, nobody believes me anymore. I'm the boy who cried hoverboard. And that's because, <laughs> that's because of the hoax he did. Yeah. But you know what? When you double your profits on Kickstarter, somebody's got to be believing you. Kickstarter seems to be pushing out some really cool stuff here lately. Yeah, you know, and I've seen a lot of neat things come out of Kickstarter. And I think it's because Kickstarter has that filter where not just anybody can use it. They have to approve the project. Yeah. So that kind of helps. You're not just, you're not putting money into just nothing. Mm-hmm. You, if With Kickstarter, you at least have the credibility that you're probably funding something cool and awesome that they've looked into. Yeah. So, um, we're ending our podcast not with an awesome water project this time. No, not with a whole, like, help the world issue. But with a selfish desire of me. (laughs) Go, Candace. Go ahead. Be selfish. I am a massive, massive fan of Cards Against Humanity, and most of my friends are. Except me. Except for you, and we will fix that. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of my friends love it. We play it constantly. And the other day, I came across www.holidaybullshit.com That's a great name. That's the best name ever. And um, it's the Card Against Humanity's 10 Days or Whatever of Kwanzaa. And at first I was like, this is weird. It has a funny video. You know, it's just them being silly. But then I discovered they actually have a plan. (laughs) Plans are good. This is what they say. If you give Cards Against Humanity $15, they will send you 10 mystery gifts for the 10 days or whatever of Kwanzaa. So this is how it works. You give them $15 now. They will prepare 10 mystery gifts for you. You'll receive 10 gifts in the mail throughout December. And according to them, in 2029, human civilization will be destroyed by the asteroid Apophis. Wait, what are you talking about I'm now? I'm sure that's just playing into Kwanzaa. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand. I, it, it's their plan. That's their timeline. Okay. There's a lot of religions in this contest. <laughs> We mentioned Hindu, I don't, oh god. Hindu, Christians, Wiccans, witchcraft, Satanists, Satanists, oh my god, Hannah's more Christians, 
Where's the Mormons? The Mormons were last podcast. Where are some weird people? Oh, God. We're just shooting controversial. It is. So, you you know, even if you're not a fan of Cards Against Humanity, if you want to check it out, you should totally go to www.holidaybullshit.com because their video is adorable. <laughs> Basically, they murdered Santa. That's not adorable. It's, it's, What's it's, wrong with you, man? Well, Santa dies, and so they have to move on to that's still not adorable. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Oh, my but, God. You're so um, messed up. You know, and I think I think this is a really cool project because you just give them fifteen bucks. You know, and what's fifteen bucks? Yeah, well, and they send you ten presents. And what if they're really shitty presents that aren't even worth fifteen bucks? If you knew Cards Against Humanity, and you will, I'll make sure this, you would understand that they're probably going to be pretty nifty gifts. If you say so. For example, if you buy the Christmas package of Cards Against Humanity. They send, and you know, you have to type in your information. They send you a specialized card with your name on it. And anybody who's ever played the game knows that is an awesome card to have. Can't you just, like, cut out some paper and put your name on it? And Good. <laughs> That's not nearly as badass as coming in and saying, like, imagine if you played Magic and you're like, I have a fire card. It's me. It's me. I'm a giant demon. I took Thunderbolt. Well, see, people. that's cool, but this is just a card with your name on it. It's relevant to the game. <laughs> you don't become a cold fire demon, okay? <laughs> but you could. <laughs> anyway, so one subscription per household, no refunds, no complaining, read the facts, no complaints. Just check out the website, at least watch the video. It's pretty cool. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.